Welcome to the Rob at Desk Podcast. I'm Rob Lazzi. Thank you so much for listening. I've taken a little bit of a break here, but watching the numbers and people listen, it's so encouraging. Thank you so everyone for listening. Excited to share a great guest with you tonight. Talk to him in the late hours there in Virginia and the late evenings here in Denver, Mr. Paul Henderson. He's a dean of students at a school out there in Virginia, and he's author of a new book, Slave No More. So we talked about that and much more. Enjoy. Mr. Paul Henderson, thank you so much for joining me this late evening, actually. How are you doing? I'm great. How about yourself? I, You know what? I'm tired, but I'm good. You know, I'm blessed more than I deserve. <laughs> so that is for sure. So I, I don't try to take anything for granted in all of that. Absolutely. And thank, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I am looking forward to it. You are author of a book coming out early next year, Slave No More, and you uh, blog and try to help uh, people with fatherhood. Excited to talk right. about the book and excited to hear about your thoughts on fatherhood because I would say from just reading your bio and a quick conversation with you before we started here that, well, you have four kids, so I would like to think you're somewhat of a an expert here on that. Well, it's, it's <laughs> funny. Uh, you know, one of the things I always say on my blog is that we're learning, we're growing, and we're getting better one day at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't think that there is, uh, you know, I've never met a perfect father. If, if there is one out there, I would love to meet him. Please show him where he is so that I can have a conversation with him. Um, but, um, you know, you know, I think that fatherhood is, is, is such a journey, um, you know, and there, you know, we, we mess up. And I think if, if we, you know, if we get it right, and, and try to fix those mistakes and, and try not to make that same mistake again. I think we're moving in the right direction. And, and also learn that it's okay to mess up, and, but it's also okay as a father. This is something I've had to learn, that when we mess up to acknowledge it for our children so that they're, they're actually seeing that model rather than telling them, hey, you know, um, you know, if, you know, fix your mistakes or apologize for acknowledge wrong. Rather than just telling them that, we're, we're showing them that. And I think that's I think that's a, a very big and important part of, of, of fatherhood, you know, acknowledging your wrongs and, um, and correcting them and showing, showing your children that it's okay to make mistakes as long as we uh, move in the right direction, you know, afterwards. No, absolutely. So how many kids do you have then? I, I have four boys. I have four boys. They're, they're eight, six, four, and then I have a one-year-old running around oh. with my wife. Now. <laughs> yeah. We have a full house. We have a full house. Clearly moved the zone coverage there. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, what do they say? Uh, two, two on two is uh, man to man. Anything after that is zone. Oh man, um, yeah, so absolutely. No, so and so, and you're a dean of students at a local school out there too. So you full time job with then four kids. I mean, how do you, and yes, I guess that's why we're talking later at night, right? Uh, yeah, yes, sir. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy what I do with the school. Um, you know, it's definitely a, a, a labor of love to to work with. You know, to work with the students. It's a, it's a small Christian school out here in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, very um, cool. You know, I, I I really enjoy work working with the students. Um, you know, I'm, I'm over the, the student formation aspect of 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 our school. So, what what issues are uh, 
in the last year with people going to school remotely and in person and a mixture of it all and being a private school you probably have some more freedoms and how you guys decide to do that but how does it impact you with like building the cult like you said the community and culture kind of the of the students right well well it, it's interesting because you, you know you know with you know still being in the pandemic you have different parents who you know who who have have different levels of comfort uh, we have some students who are who are in school this year for the first time you know after having about a year and a half off or or doing a year and a half virtually so they're having to be to get acclimated to being back in the classroom um, and then once again you have different levels of comfort amongst parents when it comes to um, you know to meeting with us for example we have uh, what we call our home visits where what our staff actually does rather than having that first parent teacher conference our staff actually goes out to the homes of, oh, wow. of our students so that we can get to know them they can get to know us so we can see them in their home environment um, and, and it, it really makes for a, a, a nice event it, it really helps to, for us to to build that that uh that staff um, staff family partnership because we really feel that what we're doing with the parents is we're partnering with the families and helping to you know to develop and um you know and to mold our, our children which are the next uh the next generation uh, but the reality is is that you know we're, we're still in, in the COVID season so rather than the parents um you know rather than us going to the parents homes they're coming up to the school now the challenge there is it may feel like a parent-teacher conference but that's not the look we're going for but but that's just the reality because some some are still very uncomfortable um with having people or or you know being too close or you know whatever case it's oh, yeah. we're still in the midst of that pandemic you know so that that part it can be it can be a bit challenging there um you know just different people's comfort level um it, it, it's been pretty tr- tricky to navigate but over, so overall it's um overall it's been going it's been going well and you know we're taking it one day at a time no absolutely i like that that you guys go in there for the for like the parent teacher conference and i bet it disarms a lot of people doing it that way compared to people coming into the teacher's room and who knows what memories are you know they have of the, the situations when they were students so you kind of like you go into their environment disarm them a little bit right absolutely, absolutely. no no that's I, I really like that idea i'm going to pass it along to a few educators i know see what they think so and i appreciate that one so then so then what got you started on the journey to, to writing and blogging and then going into your new book like what got you interested in in that medium well what what happened was um i, I worked for eight years for um, a, a group or a nonprofit, profit uh, it's a ministry called fellowship of christian athletes oh. i did that for for y- are you familiar with oh it? absolutely fca yeah yeah it's a, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I did that for eight years. I graduated from Virginia Commonwealth University here in Richmond, Virginia. Um, I was a track and field athlete there, um, and I got my master's in teaching. Um, but but shortly after, uh, you know, sh- you know, when it was, was coming up time for, uh, you know, when it was nearing time for graduation, I was involved with the FCA group on campus, and then um, so I had the FCA offer. They said, "Hey, Paul." We- would you consider coming on staff? And then I had the teaching offer as well. And I was like, Lord, what, what am I supposed to be doing? Um, that, that's just my, you know, my personal belief. I yeah. prayed and asked God, like, what, which direction, um, you know, which direction should I go? And I ended up taking the, the, the FCA route. And I did that for eight years. Um, so when that's, I had a, a great time there. I did a lot of uh, football team chapels. I worked with a lot of, uh, a, a lot of student athletes from the, 
um, you know, middle school level up to the collegiate level. Did, I did a little work with professional athletes as well. But what happened was um, I, at, at the end of that eighth year, you know, I thought it was time for me to get back into my, my, uh, my educational field, which was, you know, I had my master's in teaching. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking I'm going in the right direction. That this is the route that I'm supposed to go. I'm back in my educational field. So I, I teach for a semester, and, and then, you know, it's, it's a private school, okay? Yeah, okay. The school shuts down after the first semester. It's a, oh. a private <laughs> alternative. No. Yeah, a, a, a private alternative day school. And, and, and I'm like, God, I thought this is where you told me to go. You know? Oh, no. So, um, so, so it's, it's shut down after, the, the, you know, the, the first semester, uh, basically due to funding. They had four campuses. They had to shut one campus down, which was mine. So half oh. the staff was laid off, and, and then the other half of us were um, the other half went up to work at the um, you know the other campus. So I was out of work for for about six months. Oh, and um, what what happened during that time is that I always knew that I wanted to write, um, and and around the time I was applying for jobs, applying for jobs. And after a while I said, Hey, why, why don't I, why don't I do this thing that I want to do for a long time? Why don't I write? I have more time on my hands than I've <laughs> ever had before. Now, um, to understand just a little bit more context, my wife and I, we had two children at the time. Okay. She was actually preg- pregnant with our third. Um, so a lot of pressure on you. Started... Yeah. 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 Really? Oh man. So, so what ended up happening was right around the time our third was about a month old. Uh, so she had the baby a couple of months into my, uh, my layoff. Um, right around when he was a month old is when I started writing. Um, now, the topic is Slave No More, okay? Yes. Slave No More, Conquering the Master Within. I, I knew that I wanted to write. I, I thought it would just be like a, like a self-help book because what, what happened is I would hear all of these stories of, of different people who had overcome extreme odds. But but then at the same time, I would see other individuals that were in the same set of circumstances that continued to struggle. And I, I began to think like, man, like what, what separates this person here who's still struggling and they're dealt with this set of circumstances? Then I had this, this other person over here, they had the same set of circumstances, but they found a way to overcome. What's the difference? You know? Yeah. Um, so, so, so what, what, what happened is I, I would I would interview these these people that that quite honestly they were just personal friends of mine from church and and you know they just had dynamic stories and, and next thing I know you know I'm like we have we have a book here I always thought it would just be a self help book but what ended up happening is, is it actually came out as an inspirational fiction book interesting so, so there's yeah yeah it's, it's it's pretty cool how it came out so it's, there's an actual storyline. And then what I did was I implemented the stories of the people that I know. They became characters within my book, and they shared their stories with a young adult male in the book. And, and it's throughout the book, you're just seeing him, you know, believing in himself more. He's he's becoming more empowered by hearing how this person overcame a you know a you know a racial or racist challenge. This person over here overcame you know like a you know, sexual abuse challenge. This one person over here had a health challenge and he found a way to overcome that. And like all of these different stories where some have fallen victim or so many people have fallen victim to, this guy is is empowered by seeing how they rose above the challenges and found a way to walk in victory. So um, 
I think it's a pretty cool concept. No, and so yeah. far, I've been getting good good thoughts about it. <laughs> Interesting. I'll be curious to see how that, like, the feedback you get from it. I'm not a a a scholarly book reader, or like, a, that's not the right word I'm looking for. Uh, a book reviewer. I'm, I'm an avid audio book uh, listener, but I'll be incredibly curious to hear how this how how people take to it and learn from it. Like, it's a different, at least different from what my knowledge of how people take on this genre, if you want to call it, to help people out. So. Right, right, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I've read a couple of books that were that had a similar similar model, uh, so, so I, I did kind of pull from that. But I feel like uh, the, the way I wrote this was even um, even slightly different than than you know than than, than what I've read. But um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so far, the, the feedback that I've gotten from uh, the people who have read advanced copies that have been um, I've gotten really good feedback. So hopefully, we're able to touch a lot of lives and, and encourage people to. You know, to have, to, to have a vision for them lives and to see themselves, you know, to see the good of themselves. No, absolutely. So what type of authors, who do you look up to? Who do you read when you are when you have your time, if you have any time left over in your day with four kids and a full-time <laughs> job? Like, what, 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 what books are you reading? Right. So so one one of the authors that um, I actually, like, look up to, his, his, name, is, his name is John Gordon. Um and what's interesting about John Gordon is um, he, one of his books is called The, uh, the Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's a similar model. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a similar model where, where basically it's a fiction story and a guy who's, um, you know, had, it's, it's, I think it's, it's more about his uh, professional life. He talks a little bit more about his, um, you know, his professional life and, um, like learning how to prioritize things and, and you know in the correct manner, so on and so forth. Um, his his book is is written in a similar manner, uh, but part of the reason I look up to him is he's written a lot of books. Uh, and then uh, one of my former supervisors from FCA is, is a guy named Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page has actually written books with uh, you know with John Gordon, and Jimmy Page actually did one of the testimonials for oh, cool. for my book. Yeah, yeah, he, he was out here in, in um, on the East Coast for for quite some time, but he he actually just moved to the um, Fort Collins area probably w- within the last three or four three to four years. Fort Collins, um, Colorado. Oh, nice! Um, it's about an hour north but, of us here. Yeah, yeah, and and just just seeing what they've done, uh, they have a book called uh, you know one word or, or get one word. They have one word for children. Um, you know, and just seeing what they've done, um, you know, I, it's, it's just insp- it's an inspiration to me to see that they've been able to um, inspire so so many people. And then, you know, another author is John Maxwell. Um, his, his style is completely different than mine. It's really just um, success-based, leadership-based, uh, leadership principle-based. Uh, but just seeing what he's done and how he's encouraged so many people. One of, one of my favorite books from him is, um, you know, every, um, Everyone Communicates, Few Connect. And it's all about how do we connect with people, whether it's your team, uh, whether it's your family, like how, how are we connecting? Uh, so I, you know, so I really enjoy John Maxwell as well. No, that's a, those, I, I've, I've heard John Maxwell. I got to look up uh, Jimmy Page and John Gordon, but no, sure. very, very cool. So then what's your, what's your goal with this? How do you want to help people out? Um, well, it's, it's pretty cool. I actually had a, a pretty awesome opportunity yesterday um, at school. Um, so oh, yeah? there's, I have, yeah, yeah, my, so my former, my, my former uh, supervisor from, from, from FCA, he's also a pencil artist. And so I have two illustrations within my book. 
Uh, one is is uh, there's basically a, a giant hand with and he and he has seeds within his hand, and then beneath the seeds you see an apple orchard. Oh. So so the the idea behind that is that within every apple seed lies an an, an orchard because you take the, the, there's so much power. You know, in a seed, you take that seed, you plant the seed, you you know, you you get an apple tree which produces apples, and each apples ha- has more seeds. And it, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool yesterday, Robert, because I, I was able to share that principle with the with a student who was having trouble making making right the right choices. You know, like the power of a seed. Like every like, do you realize that you're planting seeds with every action that you do? You know, and then also not just the actions that we do, what's being spoken into you. Now, here's the thing, Rob. Yeah. I have four, I have four boys. Okay. Yeah. My, my oldest son is eight years old. He'll, he'll be nine next month. Okay. This student, this student that I was working with is also eight years old. He'll be nine this month. Okay. Okay. So they're about the same age. Yeah. 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 So they're yeah, about the same age. I tell my oldest son all the time that he's a champion. You're a champion. You're a champion. That's common to him. He hears that all the time. Okay. Okay. Now, this, this student, I told him that he's a champion. I asked him, has he ever heard that? He said no. I asked him, does he believe me? He said no. So, so, so what's happening is um, I've been planting good seeds in my son for so uh, for so long. He he just believes it. It's just part of his nature. It's who he is. But this student, we have an opportunity now to pour this same seed. Now, the reality is we got to pull up the weeds. We got to remove everything from around him so that we can actually create a healthy environment within him so that he can believe that he's a champion. Wow. If he believes that he, he's a champion, perhaps he could do a better job with his schoolwork. You know, Absolutely. perhaps he can. Yeah. So, so, so my, my, my reason for saying that, that that's just one of the principles that's, that's within my book. And I, and I believe that we can, um, whether it's students, whether it's, you know, young adults, if we just take these simple principles and we, I, I, this part of the reason I want to, want to um, really believe that God gave me and that it's, I, I believe it's a good message that can help a lot of people. I, I really desire to help people. That's, that's really what I desire to do uh, with some of the things that I've learned. But the cool thing is, is there's so many stories in, within the book that are not my own because I've learned from the people who are, who are in my book. No, that's great. So then here question from coming from someone who I've worked with youth, whether it's coaching and other like youth organizations over the years. What's one of the lies you see that these that kids nowadays just like grab onto that they take on as truth? And you're like, that's it's you're holding on to a lie and until I can convince you you believe a lie. You keep, you're not gonna see the truth. And the, like like you said, like right. you're telling your son he's a champ. And stuff like right, that. Right. It's like what lies you see that the, this younger generation is coming up facing. Yeah, well, I, I've seen, and this is something that I've struggled with as well. Um, I struggle with, and I've had to learn to overcome this. Uh, you know, I tell my son he's a champion. You know, but recently someone told me that I was a champion, and it was it was funny because I had to <laughs> like overcome any negative thoughts that I had or any any challenging thoughts that I had. You know, a failure, um, and I see. A lot of students dealing with that, you know, de- dealing with this thought of, of, of failure and, and thinking that that failure or that mistakes define them. And, and one, one of my encouragement, whether it's to students or even through my book, is to say, hey, a failure or a bad mistake does not define you. It's, you we have to learn to separate the action from the person, right? Mm-hmm. So 
what happens is that there are different people who have who have, who have made who have made mistakes and it could be it could be parents it could be coaches for example i share a story of the main character in my book his name is bobby okay there's a there's a story that he he shares that his high school coach said that hey we have the we have potential to have the best secondary um you know in, in the conference but if i'm honest with you bobby you're, you're the weakest link and so you see throughout the book and throughout his young adulthood he struggled with that thing, you know, I'm the weakest link. I don't want to be the weakest link at, at work. I don't want to be the weakest link for a school project or whatever, you know, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. That's something that I actually struggle with because I didn't play football, but, I, uh, you know, I was on a, a pretty good relay team when I was in high school. We were all state. The Very year cool. we made all state earlier. Yeah, thank you. Earlier that year, my coach said, Paul, he said, he said, guys, we have an opportunity to have one of the best four by eight teams, four by 800 relay teams in the state. He said, but if I'm honest, Paul, you're the weakest link. Wow. And man, Rob, it stuck with me. Oof. Now, here's the thing. I knew he was trying to motivate me, and it, and it, and it worked. But what ended up happening was, you know, it was almost like a, a I guess you would call it like a negative motivation. I'm not sure what the, the proper term is. But he was trying to motivate me and, and it worked but the reality is I, I continued to carry that with me so it was almost like he planted that seed in me when i was when i was 16 years old you know and then when i'm 18 when i'm 20 when i'm 24 when i'm 28 years old you know if i'm working on a group project or if i'm a part of a leadership team it's all i'm dealing i'm battling the thought well, i don't want to be the weakest link i don't want to be the weakest, weakest link so so I, I think a lot of whether it's students whether it's young adults we, we we deal with these thoughts where of things that people have said to us and it's almost like we've we've owned them rather than realizing that hey this thing that somebody has said about me hey it's a lie and i don't have to accept it i don't have to accept it my life has way more value than what that uh what that thought um you know given to me or what that that thing spoken over me um you know uh, uh means you know my, my life has a lot more value than that so oh, yeah. i no. think we can help Go ahead. Now you just got me worried with all the things I've told my players over the years, and then going, man, what are they still holding on to that maybe I said as a joke or in passing that they're like, man, I'm holding on to this for years, and you're like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, 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 and you know what's funny? So like, I, I found myself saying something to my son the other day, and I had to go back and apologize because I realized it didn't sit well with me, and I'm like, I knew I, I knew that I was joking, um, but I was like, you know what? That, that was a bad joke, you know. <laughs> and, and, and and that's going back to the fatherhood thing. That's why I say we're learning, we're growing, and we're getting better one day at a time. Oh yeah, no, your your story here actually reminds me of uh, the first coach I ever coached with. He goes, he he sat me down. He goes, he's an older guy, real real smart guy. He goes, Rob. He goes, he goes. There's three titles a man can have that he can't take for granted. He goes, he goes, husband, father, and coach. He goes, and you're about ready to take on the coach mantle. So he's like, you can't take it for granted. Because I was, right. I was like 21, 22 coaching, you know, junior high boys basketball. Like there were, you know, it's like, right. he's like, understand who you're influencing here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, no, it's, so yeah, yeah. I can, incredible there with like being told that in a, as a coach trying to just motivate you and then. So here's a question, like on the leadership side, because you, th- you talk about being the weakest, avo- trying to avoid being the weakest link, which 
I 100% get, but then also like they also say like in the like if you're leading a group, you almost want to be the dumbest person in the room because you want to surround yourself with yeah. strong people. So there's like I I get it's not the same with the concept there, but it's close where you're like right. it's like how do you, you know, if you're fighting that issue, balancing the two of then not trying to always want to be the smartest person in the room. Right, right, right. And you know, it's it's funny at school I'm blessed to work with a great team and and what, um, so this is my first year in, in, in the role, and one of the first things, they questions they asked me was, was like about my management style. And here, and I told them, I said, here's the thing. If you're, you're the music teacher, you're the expert in music. I'm not an expert in music. I enjoy music, but I'm not an expert, mm-hmm. you know. So my style is, hey, as long as you're within the realm of what, <laughs> what your job description <laughs> is or what your responsibilities are, you do that with excellence, you know, and I'm, I'm going to be hands off. You let me know what you need in order to uh, perform your, 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 your task with excellence. Because if you put me in charge of the music program, we're going to have some problems. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have some problems and, you know, it's, it's not going to be good. So, so uh, I've learned, uh, you know, just through reading um, and just through, through listening and observing um, to have a leadership style that's more so empowering and and not um and what, what, how, how do you say it uh not um i'm not threatened by somebody being great at what they do because at the end of the day it helps our team uh i, I think i heard one uh, nba player say one time he said that uh, the coach doc rivers when he was coaching the um when he was coaching the boston celtics he said that doc would always say you know everybody can't be the superstar of the team but you can be a superstar in your role Oh yeah, and that that's that stuck with me, man. That 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 really stuck with me. It's like, okay, I may not be the best person in the team, but man, I can do my role really, really well. So, so I, I believe in just helping my team or any team that I work with, encourage them to do their job very well, and and that way they're still a superstar. No, absolutely. Have you read the book? No, it's the it's the it's a book about Netflix and their work culture that they try to create. It's called the No Rules Rules. Have you? Have no, you, no, no. I have not read that. No, it's. I, it, I haven't read that. It's an interesting read. Like I, it's about like trying to like where they try to get their top performers, but then they have where they hold everyone accountable, and it's, it's. It, it, if you haven't read it, it's too hard to explain, at least because of my limited knowledge on it. But like, it, I'd be curious mm-hmm. on people like your, like people in leadership roles like yours, of what you would think, especially like at a school. Like, they're more aimed at like the creative types. Like, how do you? manage those people and to give them the freedom to to work so but because you you, right. you kind of hit a little bit on what they're kind of saying there too so i was curious if you read it no no i haven't read it but that, that sounds like something i would be interested in reading i'll i'll, se- I'll send you the link to it I'll, I'll email it to you here when we're done so you can take so you can take a look at it if you're okay. interested if you want to follow up later let me know what you think if you if you have, if you have time i don't know how you do it in a school year with four kids find time to read but maybe (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Is there anything we missed here? Anything you want to let people know that like what, like uh, with your, your new book comes out January 4th, slave no more. And you've got your blog. What's uh, fatherhood. I had it written down fatherhood on the fly. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fatherhood on the fly. And um, you know, it's, it's funny that that started out. It was, it was, um, really just telling funny stories about things that would happen with, with you know, with, with, with my boys and me. And, um, and then it turned into every, every once in a while I would just post something inspirational and, 
um, and people would like it. And, and I started realizing that that was getting more traction than, than the <laughs> stories. You know, people were, people were laughing at the stories, but um, the inspiration was getting was, was getting even more traction. And, you know, people were picking it up and sharing it. And I was like, oh, OK, okay wow. So that, that's still a, definitely a work in process, uh, pro- progress. There's something I'm very passionate about, um, you know, especially for the fathers out there who, you know, who want to do a good job, who who, who want to fulfill their responsibility, but maybe they didn't have a good example, whether their father simply was, was absent or maybe their father was present, but was still absent, if you will. You right. know, maybe, maybe they didn't have a good example, but they want to change that narrative, you know. So I really think about those fathers a lot of times when, when you know when I'm writing because I've made a ton of mistakes and I'm fairly open uh, with the mistakes that, that I that I've made in, in some of the posts that you know that I write. Um, and then yes, yes, slave no more, conquering the master within. It was actually just released as an ebook last week. So oh yeah. Currently, of yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know whether it's uh, Kindle, whether it's Nook, um, or you know Apple, um, was it um, iBooks or Google Play. You, you're able to get it at any of the those um you know you know online retailers, and then it'll be um you know released as a physical copy on, on um it's, it's currently available for pre-order you know for the physical copy and the actual release date uh, you know will be January 4th which I'm I'm it's definitely I mean I I have my author's copies but <laughs> I tell you what that's a dream come true that's that's, a, that is a dream come true that is awesome did you guys do you have any plans of uh, making it an audiobook I do I, I I do that that's something that I I am looking forward to that's, um especially with all the characters and and figuring out which voice I want to give uh, you know to each character I, I'm really excited about that all right well you definitely have to let me know when it's an audiobook that is for sure so st- <laughs> so please stay in touch don't become a stranger Absolutely, absolutely, will do. Well, Paul, if did I miss anything, anything like I'll put the links in the description where people can uh, get a get a hold of the book, find your website, and get in touch with you. Is there any anything else we left out that I missed? No, no, I, I, I think that's about it. And, <laughs> and I tell you what, Rob, I'm I'm just appreciate I'm just appreciative of your time and 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 thank you so much for having me. No, I, it's fun talking to guys like you guys that. It's one of my goals is to talk to people that have interest, interesting stories that I can learn from, and it's it's great to hear stories from people like you, Paul. That, you know, when you when you found yourself out of a job, you found a way to sort of go, hey, I've always wanted to do this. I'm going to attack this, and go at it, and and work at it, and try to find success in it. And I I can't if there's anything I can be for people like you guys is a big cheerleader, and because I just when people work hard to you know reach their goals. It's my inner coach, whether it's teaching a kid to make a layup or seeing someone try to achieve their goals in adulthood. It's just so much fun for me to watch. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm a nerd like that. So, uh, Absolutely. I, I, I appreciate it. And, and guess what? I'm, I'm the same way. I'm very much the same way. Yeah, no, I, I believe God created this earth with so much out there for all of us. Like, your success doesn't take away from my success. My success can't take away from your success. Like there's just so much out there to be had, and you know, and you know, so it's like I said, excited for you. Looking forward to staying in touch with you. Let me know how it goes, and if there's any way I can help in the future, please let me know, Paul. Thank you so much. All right, Paul. Thank you so much. All right, thank you so much for your time.